Do you know more about the Real Housewives than you do about your own family? Do you have strong opinions about Cody Brown's move to Flagstaff? I know I do. If that also sounds like you, then this is the podcast for all your reality TV pleasures. Recaps of episodes, reality TV gossip, and whatever I may feel like sprinkling in between. So come along with me, your host Catherine, on my adventures in reality TV. Hello? Is this thing on? (laughs) Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It has been a minute, I know. Your girl fell off. Uh, depression and being lazy took over. And so, yeah, I kind of dropped out for a little bit here of the podcasting game. But thank you to the five people who are probably still listening that uh, kept themselves subscribed to this podcast. I really appreciate it. (laughs) I'm back. I got some wind in my sails and I want to talk about the most recent episode of Vanderpump Rules this week. So I guess this was what came out on Wednesday, last Wednesday. Um, And it's been a couple weeks since I've talked to everybody. The last episode I covered was the premiere of Seeking Brother Husbands, which I have still been watching. It's a, I think that show is going to give us one season. And I think that's all we're going to get, unfortunately. I don't think we're going to be able to make a big long series out of it like they have been with Seeking Sister Wives which is sad because uh these people are fucking nuts it's definitely one of those shows where you can't help but just make fun of every single person but um I've been enjoying watching it so I highly recommend if you have Discovery Plus or you know you're still on that cable gang cable game uh watch it on TLC Especially just for the nonsense that is Shara and Patrick and Noble. This woman who, I guess, is just trying to find another man to date to have a baby with. Because her first husband, her legal husband, doesn't want to have any more kids. Because he had kids already. And, um, yeah, but now Shara wants a baby. And it's very obvious she's trying to find men who are influencers that want to take, like, fancy pictures with her. Uh, But also she's, like, still hanging out with this noble guy that her and her husband, like, low-key hate. Uh, It's just, it's fun. And don't get me started on Mike and Elisa. Oh, God. That's... (laughs) That family is nuts. Um, The most recent episode of Seeking Brother Husbands, they talk to Mike's mom And essentially try and convince them that Mike is not a cuckold. (laughs) And that it was his idea for Alyssa to take on more husbands. It was his idea. Okay, guys? But anyways, yeah, that show's been a hoot. Um, Some other interesting things that have happened in reality TV news over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Miss Christine Brown is engaged! So mazel tov to her. Uh, her and her fiancé, David, got engaged, um, middle of April, so a couple weeks ago now. Um, a few people were saying, is this too soon? Meh, I don't know. I have a suspicion that they have been dating for longer than what we know. So it was probably in February, right around, like, Valentine's Day, I think, was when she made it public that she was dating somebody, 
And I think they've probably been dating at least for six months, I would assume. I'm going to guess Christine waited until the season was over and all of, like, her leaving Cody and all that type of stuff played out on TV before she really went public. Now, mind you, she left Cody in 2021, so that footage is ass old. (laughs) So even if she started dating this David guy in late 2022, even summer 2022, that's a, you know, good chunk of time past when she left Cody. So I'm not trying to suggest that she's trying to hide anything, but I think maybe, you know, with everything that was airing on TV, uh, it didn't add anything or give her any benefit to then make this public. So I'm guessing that. I could be completely wrong, but mm, I wouldn't have a podcast if I thought I was wrong all the time. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) anyways yeah so she's engaged to david i'm curious if she'll keep brown as her last name or if she'll switch it to woolery is his last name i think also i'm unwell and i follow him on uh instagram now because you know i need to see what he's up to i don't i'm curious what his political leanings are um you know i always am curious of a man who's bald a white bald man that lives out west, you know, they're kind of hit or miss. But, you know, I'm also curious, is he Mormon? Like, is he LDS? Is he religious at all? Um, You know, born again Christian, Christian light, Catholic, what is he? Um, Maybe he's nothing. Maybe he hates God. Could you imagine that? Imagine Christine marrying a guy that's like a total atheist. (laughs) He's like, 100% believes science is everything. You're nothing when you die. Like, you're just put in the ground. That would be fucking funny. Anyways, where am I? Um, yeah, I hope that TLC really, really gets caught up with their fucking footage. Because I want to see the um, proposal and the wedding and wedding planning on TV. Give her a wedding special. They have to. Come on, TLC. They would be throwing so many eyes away from the screen by not giving Christine a wedding special. So, yeah, like, that would totally make sense. But since we're so far behind on fucking Sister Wives, it it, it won't be a while. It'll probably be season 24 we see it, and they'll be celebrating their, like, four-year anniversary in real life. You know, the crosses we have to bear. <laughs> So the other thing I wanted to talk about, too, just briefly, because I didn't watch it out of, like, protest after Netflix um, fucked everything up and shit the bed, is the Love is Blind reunion. I didn't cover this season. Like I said, um, I dropped the ball on this whole podcasting thing for a month or so. Sue me. But what I did is I watched it, and I had thoughts and opinions, and... I was looking really excited. I was looking very forward to um, the live, quote, live reunion that was going to be on Netflix. I set my timer. I waited. I turned on my little Netflix. Nothing. Nothing. Check Twitter. You know, everybody knows the story. Uh, And everything was just ruined for me at that point. As many people know, um, five couples got engaged, uh, one of them ended up breaking up, 
And a few of the things that I heard about the reunion that pissed me off and made me happy I didn't watch it are as follows. (laughs) So first, um, I think this whole live thing and then kiboshing it and then saying they're going to record it all and then release it later is tacky. I think it looks really bad on Netflix. Like, like whoever got fired for that probably deserved it because that made Netflix look like a fucking joke in terms of streaming. Like, Netflix has been, like, has how many billions of dollars in revenue a year? And they fucked this up that bad. And I bet there was probably somebody working for Netflix saying, we're not going to be able to do this. We're not going to be able to do this. But they kept pushing for it. I think Netflix wanted a piece of that succession crowd, wanted a piece of that, you know, prime time, people getting ready for their appointment TV type of crowd. But they fucking lost me because at 9 p.m., I go to HBO and I'm watching Succession. I'm a succulent baby and I'm going to be watching Succession. No season of Love is Blind is good enough to keep me away from it. And so Netflix fucked up on that. Now, I doubt I'm one of the many people, I doubt many people did the same as me. But I thought it it was just so, such a lame move on Netflix. Obviously mistakes happen, but like, really? Come on. This is like amateur hour over here. Uh, Two, things with the reunion itself. Apparently Vanessa was just like gunning for everybody to have a baby. She was just like ready to come in as like the baby thief of the first Love is Blind baby. And I'm just like, did a producer not think to get in her ear and say, hey, could you calm it the fuck down? This is kind of weird. Like that would have been very annoying to me to watch and to keep having to like go through and see I like why why do you need to keep going on about that and that's on the producers for not like reeling that in especially if you were going to be doing this live and then didn't where was somebody there to kind of reel that in hmm (laughs) Nick (laughs) anyways uh the last other thing I wanted to bring up was the Jackie and Josh of it all. So people who watched the season or didn't watch the season, Jackie originally was with a guy named Marshall. Uh, Jackie essentially thought that Marshall was gay. We're going to put it all out there. Uh, He was too emotional, too sensitive for Jackie, and Jackie has some fucked up views of what masculinity is and wanted more of the toxic loser dude like Josh. So she ends up saying to Marshall, I can't be with you. Also, I'm not giving you the ring back. Goes and gets with Josh. And then neither of those two have the balls to actually show up to the reunion in person. Um, Marshall showed up. And the reason I say that Jackie thought Marshall was gay is because a lot of text messages came out with Jackie saying, um, with her friends, Mentioning thought maybe he had a little sugar in his gas tank, a.k.a. I thought he was gay. Um, You know, oh, he's twerking on the bed. Just a bunch of shit. At this point, they've been out for weeks, and so they're very easy to find. But um, she essentially had a lot of homophobic, like, just toxic shit to say about uh, Marshall. And then, from what it sounds like, is Vanessa gave her and Josh a bunch of fucking softballs. 
And nothing infuriates me more than going to a reunion, well, not going, but seeing a reunion, and then the people who acted the worst throughout a season don't answer for it, or aren't pressed at least in questions about it. And Andy Cohen used to be very bad at this, and has gotten better um, after more and more people have bitched at him on Twitter about doing this. And I would have probably wanted to throw my TV across the the room if I watched Vanessa essentially give Jackie and Josh like the benefit of the doubt because Jackie sucked plain and simple like she's toxic that girl needs years of therapy speaking as somebody who has been going for years of therapy that girl needs it and this whole like her not giving the ring back to Josh after she calls Arena a peasant I'm like well that's kind of peasant behavior if you ask me like, what are you going to do with the ring? Keep it? No, bitch, you're going to go pawn it off. I'm not stupid. Like, we're not stupid. Oh, sorry. I-, I may sound really, like, mean or something, but I did not like Jackie. I know everybody didn't like her after what she did to Marshall. And I'm not saying Marshall is some perfect gem of a man either, but he didn't deserve that. And I will say, hey, I guess Josh and Jackie maybe deserve each other because fucking... He was a drunk mess, too, and ugh, whatever. Good riddance. Uh, but apparently, Chelsea and Kwame do actually really love each other. <laughs> and apparently, they're kind of angry about how the editing has gone for this season, and it made it really look like he wasn't close. Sorry, I'm plugging my computer in. Anyways, the season really made Kwame look like he didn't care about Chelsea at all. Like, he really resented her. Uh, God forbid he moved to Portland. but Or move away from Portland. But then Tiffany and Brett, Tiffany just moves to Portland. They don't mention anything about that in their story, but they make it a huge deal in Kwame and Chelsea's. Um, also, apparently they are huge fans of Calvin Klein, so that weird, awkward, unnecessary scene of them doing their engagement photos in Calvin Klein underwear um, was not as weird as we thought. <laughs> I still didn't need to see it. Still, I didn't need to. <sighs> Anyways, I think that's all I have for, like, catching up, rounding out um, any type of important news that happened in the reality TV world. It's been a, it's been a minute, I know, guys. <laughs> VPR, Vanderpump Rules, has been really good this whole season now. And um, these last couple of episodes have really been starting to lay on what we are going to see in terms of Scandaval. And, you know, the people are getting suspicious. Last week's episode, we saw Allie, James's little new girlfriend, try and put her foot into the cast and bring up that Raquel and Sandoval were dancing at the Abbey late at night alone. And so this is getting a couple of people's hackles up. A little few people are acting a little defensive. But then now shit is really popping off and we're starting to see the ball rolling more. I'm, I'll get into this later, but... Based on the footage we're seeing, and I know they re-edited things after the Scandal news broke, but how is this not going to be the main storyline of the season? I feel like there's so much being talked about it 
that I'm like, if this is all re-edited, like, what was it going to be before that? I'm, it was probably going to be very bad. So, sorry, Ariana, but I guess glad that Tom had to get his dick in wherever he could. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's get into the most recent episode, episode 12. Um, oh, before I even forget, uh, Vanderpump Rules made it to the White House. <laughs> So, Lisa Vanderpump, Ariana, and Lala uh, were invited to the White House Correspondents' Dinner that happened this weekend. Uh, in case nobody saw pictures of it, I'll post it. Well, I posted it on the Adventures in Reality TV Instagram page, so go follow us. Go follow me there. Um, and, I'm sorry, that's fucking funny. Why, <laughs> Why is Lisa Vanderpump... And then Ariana and Lala invited to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. That's just great. I mean, they are one of, like, the biggest moments of pop culture and, like, celebrity news right now in the last couple of months. But, I mean, wow. What Talk about things that maybe shouldn't cross over. Like, uh, hey, okay. But it was funny, you know? Lisa Vanderpump goes to Washington. Make that a sequel. But yeah, I'm uh I'm happy for them. I have not watched Roy Wood Jr.'s um speech or his his special or set that he did for the White House Correspondents' Dinner, but I hear it's very, very good. And I like Roy Wood Jr. He is one of the correspondents on The Daily Show. He's very, very funny. So I imagine the jokes that he makes about Vanderpump Rules are probably going to be very, very funny. And I look forward to watching them. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a big moment. Um... Joe Biden knows who Lisa Vanderpump is now, so who'd have thunk? Anyways, let's get into episode 12. We start off, um, also this is coming off of Lala's birthday party, and everybody just got fucking wasted at Lala's birthday party, which is kind of ironic because Lala is sober, but sure, why not? You gotta make good TV. And Schwartz, we see quick shots of some people. Schwartz is attempting to make juice with a juicer. Um, Allie and James are pretending how hung, you know, pretending to be so hungover and sharing swigs from a plastic gallon of water. And then um, we go over to old Miss Katie Maloney's house and she's, she's getting herself some hair of the dog. Her eyes are kind of like, slanted kind of like folding down she looks very kind of like a pilled out <laughs> widow it katie was I, I think katie was on a different planet for some of this episode i don't know just the way that her face is moving and like she kind of seems just checked out but maybe i'm wrong who knows so Lala comes over uh, dressed like Brett Michaels to Katie's apartment and they are reliving the night over some Chick-fil-A. Uh, and Lala brings up Katie making out with her man Satchel. <laughs> That's his name, his real name. Um, them making out, which looked like two floppy, mopty dogs making out. Not saying Katie looks like a dog, but with their hair. And even Lala said this, it was like mops of hair making out with each other. And then Lala asks Katie, oh, you know, can you forgive Raquel for making out with Schwartz? And Katie lies and says that she can, but in a talking head, she says that she doesn't want to have to always watch her back with Raquel. Whatever. 
Like, Katie's never going, Katie doesn't forgive anybody. Like, why are we asking that? And then we start talking about Raquel coming to Lala's birthday dinner. So to kind of give a brief background about that, Raquel went on a date with Oliver. Oliver is a waiter at Vanderpump Las Vegas, and which I saw the outside of. Thank you very much. And Oliver is also the son of Garcelle, who is a real housewife of Beverly Hills. Oliver is married, but technically separated, he says. Very, very separated, he says, with no intention of getting back together with his wife, he claims. However, his wife says something very different and talked to Raquel and said, oh, you pretty much were trying to get with a married man. Raquel meets up with Oliver during Lala's birthday party and essentially tells him, like, you're a liar. Like, why did you do this? Blah, blah, blah. She ends it. Well, Raquel feels the need and has the cojones to go to Lala's birthday and essentially tell her, like, yeah, I went to Oliver and I didn't realize how easy it was to become a mistress. I don't understand why she felt the need to say that exactly, but her and Lala made up. Lala essentially goes back on what she said. She's like, you're not a mistress. You're not a homewrecker. It's fine. Um, yet we all know Lala's not over it. She's very quick to be like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. It's fine, homie. We're good, homie. I don't hold grudges. But then two seconds later, Lala's talking shit. We know how it goes. <laughs> um, so, you know, Lala is saying, oh, I thought that was so fucking funny. She's coming in, you know, on my birthday saying that she was a mistress. Like, that's the best gift ever. Shut up. We also, more interestingly, get into how Katie brought up to Sandoval. That uh, he was seen out with Raquel dancing at 1 a.m. alone. And of course, Sandy got very defensive, blew it off. And in a talking head, Katie then says, you know, it is weird that they're together alone. You know, I'm friends with Sandoval and we've never gone out alone dancing together. Which I left. Because <laughs> I wanted to say, Katie, t- Tom Sandoval fucking hates you. You are the thing that stands in between him and Tom Schwartz riding off into the sunset, sucking each other's dick. He hates you, Katie. No wonder. He would never go. He wouldn't go to the grocery store alone with you. I, like, that just, that really made me laugh because that is not the argument that Katie thinks it is. Now, granted, yes, Sandoval and Raquel were up to no good dancing, but (laughs) Katie... I've never gone anywhere with Sandoval alone. Yeah, no shit. Okay. Um, so in our next scene, Dumb and Dumber, aka Schwartz and Sandoval, go to a bagel food truck uh, named Yeasty Boys. Now, maybe it's my Midwestern sensibilities. That sounds fucking gross. Now, I get the pun. Yeasty, you put yeast in bagels, blah, blah, blah. Yeasty Boys. Oh, Beastie Boys. I'm not fucking stupid. But yeasty boys, that makes me think of jock itch. That makes me think of a nasty fucking dude that doesn't take care of his his undercarriage. Now, the bagel sandwiches looked beautiful, but yeasty boys. Not my, not my cup of tea. Not my bagel to smear. 
So they come up to the bagel or to the food truck. They're all like, oh, we should open the food truck, man. <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't even be able to do that. So shut up. Schwartz is disappointed that they only have apple juice, but he still gets a few bottles because he's five years old. Um, and then I saw they showed they have like a fund, like a tip jar, but it says weed fund on the counter of the food truck, which I thought was cute. Must be nice to live somewhere where that's legal. But regardless, um, Yeasty Boys is a terrible name, and I will stick by that. So now Schwartz and Sandy, they have their sandwiches, and they're talking, and they bring up Raquel, and, you know, they're both talking like, Raquel is a dope chick, man. And this is when just their terrible acting skills come out. And Schwartz says he thinks that Rock has a crush at... I keep saying rock because another podcast calls it, but Schwartz says that he thinks Raquel has a crush on someone else. Oh, you do? Does she? Who told you that? God, it's like these two. It's truly it's dumb and dumber. And of course, Sandy then tells Schwartz, well, you know, you don't have to be attracted to her. Yeah, you're telling him that because you're fucking her, you weirdo. Oh, my God. And it's just, like, it's so obvious the way these two are trying to lay it on so thick. Ugh, go away, you... It's so obvious. And I know I'm saying that now because we all know what has gone down, but they really are trying to say that. Like, I don't... Whatever. Um... So now Schwartz asks Sandoval about his and Ariana's relationship and how it is. And Tom talks about how he has to go fertilize the eggs that Ariana has gone and froze. And he sounds super thrilled. (laughs) Not. And like Schwartz asks him if they want to have kids. And like, I don't think Ariana really wanted to. And Tom kind of knows that. And again, I'm also thinking, why are you going and doing this then? If you, like, don't want to be with Ariana and you're already, like, having sex with Raquel, like, why are you even going about doing it? Well, I know why. Because he thinks that, like, it's the right thing to do for some reason. Whatever. Um, And this is also when Tom starts planting the seeds of doubt and kind of trying to paint his relationship with Ariana in, like, a bad light. And going on about, like, oh, Ariana dismisses me a lot, or she'll kind of just, like, go off on me. He's trying to make it sound like, you know, it hurts his feelings that she dismisses him or thinks he's just stupid. (laughs) Whatever. And so, of course, this then leads him to say in a talking head, you know, it makes him wonder if they're even right for each other. Oh, my God. It's so obvious now what he's doing. Then, fucking Schwartz. Thomas Schwartz has the nerve to say that Ariana is dismissive of Sandoval and that that's a slippery slope. You should fucking know. That is the pot calling... Well, I wouldn't even call Ariana the kettle because I don't think she's dismissive of Tom. That's Schwartz's... What? Talk about taking the the Pulitzer, Oscar, Emmy, Tony, Grammy for no self-awareness. Oh, being dismissive in a relationship is a slippery slope. You don't fucking say, huh? Oh, my God. And then this is hilariously when Tom claims, uh, uh, Sandoval claims that he works on his love every day. And he does that 
by making Ariana a double latte every morning. But does she reciprocate? Does she work on her love the same way like that? Nah. <laughs> These fucking two. Oh my god, talk about two brains, one cell. Oh, not even. Half a cell, if that. I'm I'm surprised these two can get fucking dressed in the morning. They are... Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. So now we go to James and Allie's apartment, and James... James's tummy hurts, so he's gonna make them some PB&Js. And little Allie is doing astrology at the table. You know, James being his cheeky self, he's like, oh, it's... Is Pluto going to be in Uranus this week or whatever it goes? And Allie's like, no, I already explained that to you. And she goes into how he's got something about Sagittarius and Venus. So he likes PDA. And James is like, remember, we used to have PDA all the time. I, I missed that. <laughs> oh, God. He's so weird. James is just so weird. Um... But now Allie brings up how wild it was that Raquel showed up to Lala's birthday after meeting with Oliver. And this is when we get a very funny talking head with James. Now, James is a dick. James is ugh, should be sober and he's awful. But he's fucking funny and sometimes he's dead on with what he says. And so in this talking head, he says that he can't believe Raquel, you know, Miss Influencer, who's always in her phone, didn't think to look up Oliver once. And James says that he did. He didn't even spell his name right and found him and saw very easily on Instagram that he has a wife. I love it. Miss Influencer, who's always on her phone, you didn't look up Oliver. <laughs> Good point. And then now Allie is telling James that she saw Katie bring up to Sandoval, like, oh, you and uh, Raquel were saw at the, the Abbey, huh? And I, f I find it funny, too, because some people are saying 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m. It keeps changing. It's very one much one of those stories of, like, people keep amping it up. They keep making it later to make it seem even worse. Like, you know what's even worse than 1 a.m.? 2 a.m.? You know what's even worse than 2 a.m.? 2.30 a.m.? Mm, mm, mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so Allie then brings up when she told Katie about seeing Raquel and Sandy dating, or dancing, that Katie said something about, oh, Ariana and Tom don't have any rules. So Allie is telling this back to James about Katie telling her this. And James automatically thinks that Katie is saying that Sandoval and Ariana have an open relationship. And even Allie is like, wait, that's what you're interpreting that? What? Uh, and you can tell even Allie's like, I think that's a stretch. But James, he's like, well, yeah. And, you know, remember Lola and Ariana in the back of the car? Blah, blah. It's like, oh. You vulgar piece of shit. Shut up. But he's not... I mean, well, what I will say is that situation was very different. For one thing, Tom was there when that happened. Um, and, like, yeah, Tom was there. And that wasn't, like, a long-standing relationship that was, like, a huge affair that they kept secret. It was a drunken hookup that Tom was there and, like, very into... So not the same thing at all. But I guess James is trying to say like, oh, well, look at that. 
That must mean they have an open relationship. Whatever. (laughs) Allie girl, she's making a storyline for herself, you know, but she also wants to claim that she doesn't want to get involved. So we don't go to Ariana directly. And James knows that. He's like, oh, no, that, that would be a messy puddle. So being the good producer he is, and also successfully fucking somebody and getting on Vanderpump Rules himself, he suggests go to Sheena. She's Ariana's best friend. And also Sheena loves to gossip. And he's not wrong there. So that is little Allie's plan um, going forward. Now we're going to see Ariana and Katie's future sandwich shop. I think it's called something about her. Something about her. Mm, very sensual. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, they already look like they have this shit more together than Dumb and Dumber's restaurant, um, Schwartz and Sandy's. Katie shows up dressed like a West Hollywood, like, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I'm not getting her fashion choices this season, but whatever. I'm also not a Katie fan. I hate Schwartz, but I also, like, I'm not a Katie fan, and I don't like her fashion choices. So, I'm calling her a wee-ho Colonel Sanders from now on. <laughs> Lisa then, like, apparates into the restaurant. I don't think maybe they just edited her walking in, but she, like, appears to give them, like, a TED Talk about business. And we find out from Ariana that the girls are actually having investor meetings. And as well, they're putting up some of their own money to show investors that they are very serious about it. And, you know, Lisa's saying... you. Pretty much beyond your shit. You don't want to be like the Toms where you keep paying money every day but aren't open. And, you know, you don't want to suck like that. <laughs> so now Katie and Ariana fill uh, Lisa in on Raquel coming to Lala's birthday party. And Ariana goes in on Oliver pretty much saying, like, it's bullshit that he lied to Raquel. Again, Ariana being... Very sweet to Raquel, taking Raquel's side, saying, you know, she doesn't want Raquel to have the hammer come down on her because Oliver is the one who was clearly married um, and trying to work things out with his wife, according to his wife. Now, uh, Lisa, though, Lisa's like, oh, no, 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 darling. You know, He's clearly separated. I know for a fact, darling. Oliver is separated. And he should be out snogging whoever he wants. That doesn't make him a bad person. And especially with this group, you have no reason. You know, she's pretty much saying, like, look at all you motherfuckers. Like, and, you know, and then we get a talking head from Lisa's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with snogging, darling. If I was separated from Ken, I would be going out snogging, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> Clearly, Lisa is trying to film some scenes for Beverly Hills. She needs to keep Garcelle on her side. So she's not going to be talking shit about Oliver. She needs to keep that Las Vegas charm going. And so, as far as she's concerned, Oliver is separated and he can do whatever he wants. Okay, sure. (laughs) And she's also sticking up for Raquel, saying that, you know, even Raquel making out with Schwartz doesn't make her a a whore, doesn't make her, you know, a mistress. But during all of this, Katie is essentially having, like, just a meltdown in her face and is just making all sorts of shit-eating fucking 
I wouldn't say even grins, just like snarling her mouth and just looking, you know, trying to make it very obvious that she does not agree at all with what they're saying. And of course, the very, you know, (laughs) woman empowering Katie calls Raquel a hoe. And then I think it clicks in her head, oh, I'm on camera um, and it's 2023, I shouldn't call women hoes, and says, well, hey, I'm a hoe too. (laughs) Nice save there, Katie. Okay. Um, Then Lisa, pretty much in a nice way, calls Katie a a no-sex Teletubby. (laughs) The real Vanderpump Rules fans know what I mean. But uh, she, she says to her, you only had sex twice in the last year, darling. You know, she's like, oh, yes, that's right, because you've had sex in, twice in the last year. And Katie vehemently corrects her. She's like, no, I've had much more sex than twice, okay? Like, <laughs> okay. So now we go and see um, Lala and James meet for taco salads. And, oh, dang it, my kitty is scratching at the door. Sorry for that background noise. Kitty, go away. So, Lala and James go to meet at some trendy Hollywood watering hole or whatever. James orders some drink called a Purple Rain. And Lala, I don't get her outfit. She's looked like, it's like a weird corset top, but not. Like, it looked kind of loose-fitting. It almost kind of reminded me of, like, a 2001, like, sync video or something. Anyways, it, I don't get it. James then tells Lala about his Imagine Festival. He's opening for Cascade. You never, anybody that's lived under a rock doesn't know who Cascade is. I've never heard of him, so I guess I live under a fucking rock. But I'm also not like an EDM music fan. But it's a big deal for fucking DJ James Kennedy. I can't walk Kanye. Lala's happy for him, whatever. You know, it's going to be like 30,000, 50,000 people there. So, (laughs) we also find out that Allie introduced James to the world of of taco salads recently. So, James, at 30 years old, has just had his first taco salad. That's great. Um, And then this is what prompts Lala to start saying, you know, she loves Allie because she's funny. And, you know, it seems like there's something going on up there. Unlike your ex, who's, you know, just robotic. And surprisingly, James is like, you know, just, you should leave it alone. You had your peace, you know, and like, at this point, Raquel is the one that looks really bad. You know, everyone's got an ego the size of his cock. It's like, James, shut up. He's always, he thinks he's so funny. And that's what, like, ruins me with him is like, He can be funny and say the right things and say what everyone's thinking. And then he says stupid shit like that. And then also, I'm going to bring this up too. Now, and I'm not saying I agree with Raquel, blah, blah, blah. Lala loves to constantly mention when she is with James how she has fucked James not once, but twice. Meanwhile, back a few episodes ago, Raquel tries to bring up to Lala, hey, remember you fucked my boyfriend while we were together? And Lala is like, that happened six years ago. You got to move on, baby girl. Well, then stop talking about it and joking about it, Lala. And James, you too, because you have a new girlfriend. And like, go away. (laughs) 
So, and like, at this point, I know we're supposed to hate Raquel. And I get it. She sucks. She did a terrible thing. But at this point, that has not come out. So once again, Lala is just being a fucking hypocrite. Like, oh, it happened six years ago? Well, then stop fucking joking about it. Like, you still cheated with James, or James cheated on Raquel with you. And then, you know, she loves to make jokes about, like, oh, well, I did come back twice. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up, you loser. But anyways, this whole conversation is essentially leading up to James proposing a, a beach day in Hermosa Beach. And so James, being in his producer mode, says he's definitely going to invite Raquel. You know, he knows what it's like to be disinvited from things in the past. And, you know, he also knows that he's got to create a scene. And funnily, that in a talking head, he's like, well, I know that if I don't ask her, people the entire time are going to be asking me, why isn't Raquel here? Why isn't Raquel here? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so... Lala then is like, oh, that sounds so fun. Can I invite the Don? Which is the guy she's dating, and his name is Don. I'm like, why do you call him the Don? You're so fucking... God, she annoys me sometimes. Like, there's a, there are some very good moments from Lala this episode, and I will give her her dues. But God, the way she... And mm, she's so fucking annoying and corny. And some of the shit that Schwartz said to her... I'm, disagree with a little bit um so now we have to go see sandy find out about his fucking jizz result anyways we go to the doctor with him uh sandy and his real lover schwartz go to get tom's quote jizz results he literally walks up to the receptionist and says hey i'm here for my jizz results that poor woman don't verbally assault her like that even Schwartz's dumbass knew, like, oh my god, did you say that? Like, you shouldn't have said that. And you know Sandoval was probably, like, on cloud nine after just getting fucked by Raquel. And, you know, so he thinks anything that comes out of his mouth is cool and funny. But Ariana isn't there because her grandmother passed away. And to that I ask, why are you here then, Sandy? Why aren't you with her? Well, we found out from Jax and Brittany... Jackson Brittany, uh, because they did their watch-along episodes, which I said I wasn't going to watch, but then I did. We find out that uh, Ariana got that call Labor Day weekend, and Schwartz didn't want to leave the party and didn't go with Ariana back home to be with her family after her grandmother died. <sighs> wow. And then Sandoval continues saying... You know, it's been a year. It's been a hell of a year for Ariana. You know, her beloved dog of 18 years passed away. And he has the nerve to say this. Really? It's been a hell of a year. Well, you're going to make it a lot worse soon. <laughs> God. Um, so the doctor comes in, goes over Tom's, uh, Sandy's weird looking fucking sperm. Essentially, some of them just aren't the right morphology. So the doctor tells him, stop drinking, stop wearing tight clothing, and stop uh, doing drugs. Which we all know are Schwartz's three favorite things to do. Besides, like, practice crying in the mirror. But, um, yeah. I also found it funny Schwartz, like, chuckled when the doctor told him that. Because even he knew, probably, like, oh, God, those are your three favorite things. What are we going to do? And... 
the scene ends with them like updating Ariana about his weird sperm. Cool. I, we did not need that. That was such a fucking loser of a, a scene, but okay. So now we get to Allie and Sheena are meeting at an arcade. <laughs> I don't, it was like, she mentioned something about free ski ball. Um, and yeah, it looked like a very loud arcade, not a scene for Ariana or little Allie, but I guess it, that's where they went. Um, so Allie is securing that cast spot for season 11. She's getting that storyline moving. We love a hustler. And, you know, Sheena then reassures Allie, like, oh, Raquel is cool with her hanging out with Allie. According to a flashback scene, Raquel claims that Allie said Raquel is her favorite of the group. I'm like, mm, doubt that. <laughs> but okay. So Allie then brings up the whole scene, Sandy and Raquel alone dancing at the Abbey. And that Katie told Allie about this no rules thing. And that how James interpreted that as Sandy and Ari having, Ariana, excuse me, having a, quote, open relationship. Now, Sheena Marie is shook. And she is like, this is the first time I've ever heard about this, and those are my two best friends, and I do not believe this whatsoever. And Sheena immediately is like, this is so disgusting of Katie to put that out there. And then Allie asks Sheena, like, well, would you be comfortable with Brock and Raquel doing that? Sheena then, like, not double, triples down and saying, yes, she would be okay with Brock and Raquel even in a bed together. Ah! This fucking aged like milk. Oh, God, that was fucking funny. No, no, no. She, come on now, Sheena. I bet she sound. I bet she wanted to kick herself in the back of the head when she watched this episode a few days ago. Oh man, um, you know Sheena. She's taken up for Raquel, and she is equating Brock and Tom to like older brothers to Raquel. And again, this conversation aged like fucking milk. And Sheena saying she doesn't like that everyone is like saying Raquel is taking everybody's man, but um. Also, typical Sheena, she has the wrong opinion on everything, and so it's just totally going against everything that Allie is saying, saying it's total bullshit, you know, it's just Katie trying to throw them under the bus because Raquel, um, you know, made out with Schwartz, blah, blah, blah. God, she looks so bad. She looks so bad. I honestly think Sheena does think that this is suspicious and something is up. But we know Sheena is such a safe face person. She does not want to make Ariana look bad anyway because she's the best friend. That's her best friend. I think she's trying to pretend it's all nonsense and make it go away when cameras are around. Um, but I will say good pot stirring, Allie. You are doing well. Um, you know, I think you're going to think you're going to hang tough here in this crowd. I like her. So, you know, Sheena Marie, she's on the beat. And ready to tell Sandoval when they go to the beach. And so Ariana, or I'm sorry, Sheena then even says to Allie, like, if Ariana wasn't dealing with her grandma right now, I would be FaceTiming her right now. <laughs> okay. So now it is time for beach day. <laughs> Brock and Sheena show up. Um, Brock is leaning full into the Jason Momoa's Aquaman core, um, Moana core. It's okay. 
we see you, Barack. We get it. <laughs> You've read the Reddit pages. Uh, and then the human equivalent of flavorless chapstick, Miss Christina Kelly, shows up. Raquel shows up. And funnily, her first interaction with James is she goes up and she's like, is that your speaker? I have the same Bluetooth speaker. You know, James probably heard that. And he was like, wanted to throw that speaker into the ocean after he heard that. Um, you know, so we get some beach time fun. Brock, James, and Schwartz pretend they know how to throw and catch a football on the beach. Um, Miss Charlie shows up. She meets Allie, because I guess they haven't met yet, through Raquel. And they have a very awkward conversation there where, like, Raquel explains, like, yeah, we've talked, and, like, I've said to her, like, you know, you're gonna learn things on your own, and, like, I see a lot of myself in you. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> um, so then Katie and Lala show up with their men. Satchel uh, looks like he hasn't seen the sun in five years, so I hope they slathered him in some... Uh, suntan lotion uh and then both of the guys don and satchel are wearing long socks and shoes to the beach what where you live in california what the fuck (laughs) okay so then schwartz you know waddles himself over like a little puppy dog and introduces him to satchel satchel is fine he's like hey nice to meet you dude And then he tries to say hi to Katie, and she doesn't even give him the time of the day. Uh, Because last episode, or well, in Mexico and whatever, when she found out that Raquel and Schwartz made out, she was like, fuck you, I hate you, I'm done. And so, as of right now, she's sticking to that. So I say, add a girl. Good job, Katie. It's about fucking time you stop giving Schwartz chances. Because he's never done anything to respect you in the past, Stop expecting him to do it now. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay? Um, now we hear Schwartz and some stupid fucking talking head saying, Oh, he imagines Katie and Satchel cuddling with their dogs in bed. And that makes him feel horrible. Like, have all the sex you want, but don't bring the dogs into it. <laughs> Fuck off. Whatever. Go get a fucking lobotomy, Schwartz. Shut up. So then Sheena... Pulls Sandoval aside to bring him up to speed on what she heard from Allie. Sandoval immediately deflects and denies. Deflect and deny. Deflect and deny. Deflect and deny. That's the Sandoval way. So he claims it's ridiculous the level of hate everyone is throwing at Raquel. And he's trying to boil it down to, oh, this is all happening because Raquel made out with Schwartz. And so now Katie is all mad about that and on a vengeance and wants to now throw Tom and or, uh, Sandoval and Ariana's uh, relationship under the bus. <sighs> Shishu, Sheena Marie. No, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. That's not what happened. Tom then, uh, Sandy leans even more into his defense, almost like a hiding in plain sight type of defense where, well, not defense, but it's, he's almost doing this hiding in plain sight, making people real think like, oh, well, of course he wouldn't do that because he goes in, oh, they know everyone at the Abbey, you know, so why would he bring somebody that he's cheating on Ariana with there? Hmm. 
Well, that's convenient. And then Tom moves into kind of like making a joke and lightening the mood with our um, Sheena and makes this stupid joke about, well, you know, <laughs> when Ariana comes home, maybe uh, you and Brock can come over. <laughs> Completely trying to deflect and deny and then also disarm uh, Sheena. And it works because Sheena immediately is like, <laughs> I love a good Ariana makeout. <laughs> and just like that, Tom has gotten the heat off of him, has made Katie look like the bad person for talking shit. Which, to be fair, probably Katie was drunk off of her ass talking shit and said some stuff. Um, but it doesn't take away the fact that Tom and Raquel were together alone dancing because they're cheating. God. Oh, God damn it. Anyways. So now we get the big blow up of the episode. And James sits down and is talking to Raquel and Schwartz, which I'm like, okay, I don't know why you're talking to them of all people. Um, but he starts telling them about going to the Imagine Festival in Atlanta. It's a big fucking deal, bro. I'm opening for Cascade. And Schwartz and Raquel are like, congrats, man, that's huge. And then Schwartz, God, like an idiot, goes, bigger than Rachella. So people who aren't aware... Uh, that was the proposal that James had for Raquel back, not last season, but the season before. So it was like a theme on Coachella, but they called it Rachella because also Raquel's government name is uh, Rachel. And so Schwartz says that, and James is not amused. James... Based on this reaction, James had a big old bowl of pasta before he came to the beach today. And for people who aren't aware of the uh, Vanderpump Rules lore, pasta is pretty much code for cocaine. This man goes off the fucking hinges at Schwartz. Now granted, Schwartz, that was a shitty joke. That was not a good joke. He definitely deserved at least somebody to say like, hey, shut the fuck up. That was a bad joke. Well, and I will say he did. I loved what James said to Schwartz because... I have to say, a broken clock is twice, or the right twice a day. And James starts going on about, oh, are you going to open your shithole bar on the corner of Santa Monica and Poophole Village? And then he gets up and tosses his drink on Schwartz. And everybody, obviously everybody, is is uh, shocked. You know, we see little Allie and Charlie, you know, they're gasping. And then James go keeps going on to Sean Schwartz, making fun of him. He goes, oh, and how great was your proposal to Katie at Rock and Riley's on Sunset Boulevard, you fucking dork. <laughs> I love it. I mean, he is going in on Schwartz. And he's like, you know, look at your life. You're a fucking joke. Raquel then goes, what's wrong with Schwartz's life? Oh, my God. Like, what? Have you not been watching this whole season? <laughs> well, obviously she hadn't been at that point. But, like, do you know, Tom? You've been to his apartment. You saw the $20 in pizza money on his fridge. Like, come on. Oh, man. So, um, then the middle schooler in Schwartz threatens that James, James, I swear to God, if you do that to me again, I'll put you in a fucking headlock. Like, and even James is like, oh, yeah, fat man, I'm way stronger than you. Try and put me in a headlock. Which he's not wrong. Like, uh, James is much better shape than Schwartz. He's 
10 years younger. Um, I think he could easily get out of a headlock from Schwartz, but I guess that's what like Schwartz's go-to is, is putting someone in a headlock. Okay. So meanwhile, little Allie, you can tell she is embarrassed. And you know, she's just whispering herself, whispering to herself, I just have to date him until I get on the cast. I just have to date him until I get on the cast. I just have to date him until I get on the cast. <laughs> Poor little Allie. Oh, little girl. Um, she is embarrassed. And so Charlie and her, they go walk to the water, you know, and she's essentially like, that was so wrong. Like, sure, it was a shitty joke, but like, that was so wrong. And we get a talking head, interestingly, from Allie. And she's saying, you know, at first, I really trusted James and everything that he was saying about being over Raquel, but, like, sometimes seeing, like, his reactions and his, it's like, she's getting some doubts, and she says, you know, like, hey, you need to get over it, or don't, but then don't get a new girlfriend. Mm. You know, she's not wrong. <laughs> like, I think Allie's got some smarts to her. She may look like she's going to an eighth grade volleyball banquet at all times, but she is smart. She is smart. Then we're back at the tent on, um, James is still going off at Schwartz and he's saying, you know, Richella was the worst idea of his life. That was the stupidest proposal ever. The wish I could take it all back, which is kind of a shitty thing to say in general. Like that's not a nice thing to say to your former fiance. Like sure things ended, but okay, dick. Um, you know, and now Sandoval has to get involved because it's both of his true loves, Schwartz and Raquel, that are getting fired on by uh, James. And Lala also decides to chime in and also and pretty much just says, like, oh, I think James is upset because of how Schwartz and Raquel were acting at Sheena's wedding. Again, I go back to Allie's point and I say, well, if that's the case, why are you so upset? Don't have a new girlfriend. Hmm? Yeah. Um... You know, Sandoval then jumps in again saying, you know, they're two single people. And, you know, if Ariana wanted to sleep with Schwartz and they broke up, you know, that I guess you just had to get out of here and go do it. It's like, oh, really? So you'd be okay with that, Tom? You really would? You'd be okay with that, Sandy? I'm sure you would now. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you're putting that out there now, setting your, your, setting your steps. I get it. Fuck off. God. Um... And then what's funny is Lala then says to Schwartz, yeah, I bet you would be okay with it because you were getting with Ariana when you were still bumping pee-pees with Kristen. And to that, I'm like, do you have to talk like you're 10? But okay. But she's right. I mean, I remember Tom cheated with Kristen on our, cheated on Kristen with Ariana. Lest we forget. So like, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. And, of course, in perfect deflection mode, Sandoval then brings up about how James was fucking Kristen. So, of course, that must mean he's justified in what he did. And this is also hilarious. We get a fucking hilarious flashback of season two when Sandoval is telling Stasi, uh, Nazi Stasi, Nazi Stasi, that uh, him and Ariana made out in the pool at the Golden Nugget. And Stasi goes, ew, the Golden Nugget, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. And Sandoval goes, really? I love that place. <laughs> I, that was such a perfect flashback. That was so fucking funny. Um, you know, so they're back at the beach and Sandoval is saying, you know, Schwartz just made a bad joke, you know. It was just a bad joke. He didn't mean it. And so then I guess all of a sudden, like, 
James is like, oh, well, I that's fine. I didn't mean throwing a drink on you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, you did. <laughs> Cocaine rage is wild, man. Like, okay, whatever you say, man. Um, so now Lala, Katie, and their guys, they all go to the bar to escape this hellion group. And then Allie and Charlie actually are sitting on a towel and they give it to James because James comes over and he's like acting, he's expecting Allie to like baby him and be like, oh, are you okay? And Allie straight up says like, everyone knows you're not okay. The way you acted was not okay. I love hearing little Allie like throw the heat onto James. She's not like letting him get away with this type of shit where Raquel would have made 8 million excuses and like, oh, honey baby, you know, you can do no wrong to him. So, you know, good for Allie. Good for her. She also knows I'm getting on this fucking show. I'm not going to become a Raquel. I'm going to become an Ariana. <laughs> good luck. Um, so now everyone heads to the bar because Christina Kelly is dumb and can't tell from her text that Katie just wanted her to join and not everyone else. So they all migrate to a bar. <laughs> so then they get there. Schwartz, you know, so they're all sitting down in kind of like a big booth type of seating area with like a couple of tables in their group. And Schwartz like sits across the group from him and is like trying to talk to her and Katie is not giving him the time of day. She does not fuck with him. And so Schwartz is like, Katie, you have like an air to you. And she's like, no, I don't have an air. Like I don't mess with you. Like I don't fuck with you anymore. I told you that. So then he, Schwartz runs over to Sandoval to go pout, and he's like, God, I don't miss Katie at all. She's so fucking bitter and terrible. Meh, meh. Okay. And then, a few minutes later, we get Schwartz, James, and Raquel. Are, the three of them are somehow together up at the bar, and Schwartz is like, oh, let me get you guys a shot. How did the three, like, how did this pairing come up? Because no one else is around. And, like, I'm wondering that a lot throughout this episode and this hangout session because, like, James and Raquel are, like, always next to each other. And James, like, fucking hates Raquel. And I'm like, why are you around her then? I, you act like you want to avoid her like the plague, but, like, okay, whatever. Um, especially, I've, I've had experiences in the past where ex-boyfriends treat me like I'm the fucking plague. And if, like, they walk within, like, five feet of me, they think they're going to catch on fire. But then... 20 minutes later, they act super nice when, like, certain people aren't around. Ugh, it's giving that, James. It's giving that. Oh, buddy. Um, anyways. So then, <laughs> James, um, Raquel and Schwartz are at the bar. Schwartz tries to do his little boy sad sack apology to him again. And James is like, I don't want to do this in front of Raquel. Because according to him, it's, it's not about the Raquel part. It's about them never being happy for something good that happens to him. And so this is when, you know, James starts pretending to cry in a talking head. And all I can say is L-O-fucking-L. <laughs> like, okay, James. Yeah, no one's ever happy for you. <laughs> Are you happy for anybody else? I doubt it. So then Lala comes in and butts into the conversation. And James is like, back me up. This is unacceptable. And Lala, she kind of starts to, but then she adds a, a butt in there. And that's when James is like, fuck you, blah, blah, like, no way. And Lala's like, no, I was going to build up my defense for you. And Lala tells Schwartz, like, 
no, you deserve to fucking punch in the face for that. And this is when we see the real Schwartz come out. The Schwartz that comes out when little puppy dog, pathetic asshole doesn't work. And, you know, we get in a talking head. Lala says, you know, she doesn't fuck with Schwartz because he still fucks with her ex, Randall, who's like a mini Harvey Weinstein. Um, also because of him making out with Raquel and the games that he's playing with Katie, saying, oh, he wants to be friends with her, but then does this type of shit behind her back. So Lala already has Schwartz on her shit list. Um, and then we also, Lala says in a talking head, and I have to give it to her, she's like, I can see through his nail-biting little basset hound shit apologies, like, <laughs> I gotta give it to her. She was right. Because he is. He's like a little... And when it doesn't work, he gets fucking nasty, which we see him do to Lala. And then he starts going off on her and says, Lala, you're the personification of a sponsored post. You're the corniest person I've ever met. Give me Lala. Who the fuck is Lala? (laughs) Now... Uh, Lala is a better person than Schwartz. Not by much, but she is. Um, I will say Lala is corny. However, she's the personification of a sponsored post. You're the personification of a sponsored dog Instagram account. Like, shut up, Sandoval. Or Schwartz. And then what he says is, I'm a thousand times the person you will ever be. I am cackling at this point when he said this. Are you kidding me? The lack of self-awareness. A thousand times the person you will ever be. And this is when I have to give it to Lala. Like I said, I am rarely a fan of hers. I am rarely on her side. But she put Schwartz in his fucking place. And immediately she responds with, Open a bar and then I'll be impressed with you. Facts. Facts. So Schwartz storms away. And Lala goes after him. And when he sits down, he's trying to eat his chicken wings. Like, you know, a sad little puppy dog. She storms right up to him and says, call me when you have a fucking business. You're broke. You're a fucking loser. You're a joke. You're 40 years old and you're broke. (laughs) Get him, Jade. Get him. (laughs) I love it. I mean, she's right. He's a fucking joke. Like, open a fucking business and then you can talk about shitting on hers. And then Lala starts, you know, she throws in the kid card so she knows it's automatically going to make Schwartz look bad. She says, don't ever come after my business. That's what pays for my daughter every single day. That and Rendell Emmett, but we'll just leave that part out. And Schwartz, (laughs) she then goes, you know, if you had gone through what I have gone through in the last year, you would be in your fucking grave. Meaning, you know, finding out that your piece of shit uh, spouse cheated on you when he cheated on his ex-wife with you. Whatever, Lala. Okay. Um, So, you know, once Lala brings up her kid, Schwartz knows that he looks bad. So he has to go back to sad puppy mode again. Lala storms away, and then Schwartz tries to save face, and he's like, You're a great mom, Lala. Come back, Lala. I'm sorry. God, what a man-child. You know, at this point, then, Sandoval has to come up to the table and, and console Schwartz. And Schwartz tells him, like, oh, I have a chip on my shoulder since Lala sent me that text about, you know, she's cut me off since I still hang out with Randall. It's like, oh, you have a chip on her shoulder because of that? Like, God, you're so, 
Like, maybe do you think about the ramifications of what you do to other people? Like, maybe that's why she sent that? <sighs> Anyways, Sandy, again, thinks he's so fucking funny. And he's like, oh, you know, she calls her, she calls herself Lala. She, like, doesn't even know who she is. She could start off with therapy with that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, Lala goes back to sit with the rest of the gang and she tells Katie pretty much all the shit that Schwartz just said about her. And Lala is like, yeah, and I told him, like, open a fucking business where I can sit down and buy something. And Katie's like, accurate, accurate. So then, again, we see James and Raquel sitting next to each other. And I'm like, why is this always happening? And then in <laughs> James just keeps getting L after L today. He... <laughs> Gets, like, 151. Well, quote, 151. I think it was water. They have one of those, like, big tiki drinks that you, you know, share with a bunch of table, like, a bunch of people at a table. And then there's, like, supposed to be, like, a a fire shot at the top. Um, well, apparently, there was a little shot of 151 in this tiki bowl drink. And a little blit bit of it gets, like, flinged into his eye from a straw. And Raquel fucking, sh or I'm sorry, James fucking shrieks when this happens and runs to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, it looked so, James just fucking freaks out. And, you know, then Sandoval runs, he's like, uh, 151 in your eye, man, that sucks. So that he goes and helps him, you know, James is running, Allie, Allie! Again, Allie, she's just like, kill me now. Fucking kill me now. Just just get me on this cast and I'll dump him. I promise. <laughs> and she's laughing at him. Because how the fuck can you take James Kennedy seriously? How the fuck can you take James Kennedy serious? So Allie gives it to him when he comes back out. He's like, oh yeah, I see you laughing at me. And she goes, nobody wants to see you make a fool of yourself. No one is enjoying it. So James then says, well, fine, I'll sit down. And Allie says, yes, please, shut up. <laughs> yes, Allie, get it, girl, get it. Um, so now Sheena is like scooping down a bowl of actual pasta, not cocaine. And for some reason, she brings up Oliver to Lala. And I think it's because she's trying to reiterate the point that, like, Raquel wasn't wrong or a bad person for believing Oliver initially, that he was separated. And it, uh, Lala's essentially like, look, I would, you know, you believed what he told you. You're a normal person. I don't think you're a mistress or a hoe, whatever. Well, then I think this is what leads Raquel into bringing up with Katie that Katie calling Raquel a whore for making out with Schwartz was wrong. Um, because in the previous episode, we see Sandoval with so much glee in his face tell Raquel, oh, Katie called you a whore for making out with uh, Schwartz in Mexico. <laughs> and so Katie, uh, looking very droopy-eyed, like a pilled-out widow again, is she says to Raquel, you know, she made it very clear to her what she, that it wasn't cool to make out with the Schwartz, but she did it anyways. And, you know, she gave Raquel a chance to prove that, you know, she wasn't like that. So then Sandoval is sitting right on the same couch and is like, oh, so now we have to prove things to you. 
Katie immediately is like, shut the fuck up, dude. And meanwhile, Satchel is in between Sandoval and Katie on this couch. Very close. And he keeps quiet the entire time. This man, he is watching Hollywood in motion. He is just at the theater watching the actors do their work. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, oh. Watching them go back at it and seeing all of this shit go down. You can tell Satchel does is not a TV person. He is not aware of what's going on here. Um, and... This is when Sandoval then brings up, like, oh, Ariana isn't really happy with you right now, Katie, because of Katie saying they have an open relationship, whatever. Um, and then this is when we literally see Tom Sandoval be truly a psychotic sociopath. And he does this disgusting talking head where a producer asks him, have, has anything physical happened with you and Raquel? And Tom swears that he hasn't done anything with Raquel that, you know, he wouldn't do with Katie. (laughs) You know, like, like nothing. All while having the grossest smirk on his face with that dirty crustache. Oh, and you could tell the entire time he is trying to hold back like a chuckle. And like, he has this air to him of like, (laughs) I'm keeping the world's best kept secret. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is the fucking worst. That man is a fucking Bond villain, and in the worst way. Huh. <sighs> Anyways, back in the conversation at the bar, they bring little Allie in to clarify what Katie said. Um, and funnily, then in the background, we hear Raquel chime in like, Uh-oh, so nobody wants to own up to it. Like, shut up, girl. Your day is coming about having to own up to shit. So, Yeah. Also, uh, we're all talking about you. Why don't you own up to something? So Allie says she knows that she heard Katie say, you know, if it's not public knowledge, they don't care. Allie says those are the words that she heard Katie say, which I'm like, what? That sounds very different than they don't have rules. Because that does sound different than, oh, if it's not public knowledge, they don't care. Like, if it's not public knowledge that he's fucking Raquel, then she doesn't care. And so this is where I do think that Katie was drunk and talking shit, but is trying to save face. Um, And like I said, again, that doesn't mean, though, that Sandoval wasn't doing something wrong. It's just, I think Katie was talking shit and was trying to make it seem like their relationship is more open and stuff like that. But now, because it's been brought up, um, she's trying to save face. Because if it's not public knowledge, they don't care. So what is... Like, that doesn't mean that they don't have rules. What does that mean, Katie? So then, in a talking head, um, Katie, making a terrible fashion choice, dressed like a sequined Cadet Kelly, um, she's trying to explain that she was telling Allie, you know, Sandoval and Ariana don't have rules, or they don't keep each other on leashes. So, no, you didn't say that. What you said is, if it's not public knowledge then they don't care. That's a very different thing. Um, And then I think to save face as well, she says in her talking head, you know, if they do have an open relationship, Ariana doesn't know anything about it. Okay. Uh, I'm really confused by this. Like, I'm very confused. Um, 
I don't think Ariana and Sandoval have an open relationship, but what I do think is that Katie was trying to imply something more and was trying to talk shit. Uh, and Allie is making that kind of known. So now back in the conversation, Sandoval keeps going in on Katie, saying she never takes accountability. And he goes in on this whole, like, oh, when you and Schwartz broke up, you know, Schwartz was so upset and, you know, said he tried to figure out where he went wrong. But then, you know, Katie, you said you just had no choice but to divorce him. Like, okay, what the fuck kind of point is that? Like, and then, um, Sandoval then, like, uh, p- clearly drunk out of his gourd at this point. Thinks he's being so profound. He's all, like, sweaty in this oversized fucking, like, tank top. It's, oh, it's just a weird look. He's got this, like, candy necklace, like a beaded necklace, like a five-year-old made him. Probably Raquel. They probably, like, made jewelry together after fucking one night at his house. Um, but he thinks he's being profound, and then he says to Katie, like, you want everyone to change to love them, but you need just to love people for who they are. And he thinks, like, it's the biggest mic drop moment ever. And so, like, he stands up and tries to walk away. And Katie's like, wow, you're so profound. Get a life, bitch. <laughs> and that's where we end. And that's where we end. So this was a good fucking episode. It was, it was, there was a lot of juicy stuff. You see a lot of fights. Um, I, I'm very excited because we see in the preview for next week, um, Sir Kenneth Todd, Lisa's husband is even starting to be suspicious. Um, because he's like, he brings up that Raquel stayed over at Sandoval and Ariana's house while Ariana was out of town. And, and again, I'm like, nobody knew about this and, until March? What? Like, what other storylines were they going to be putting in the show if this had never came out? I... Okay. Okie dokie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for today. Uh, thank you again for listening. I appreciate everybody for sticking around and being patient with me as I'm not very consistent with these episodes, but... You know, I'm trying, and I'm having a lot of fun with this Vanderpump Rules season. I've also been watching um, Below Deck Sailing Yacht came back, and if you're a Below Deck fan, or even if you're not, get into Sailing Yacht. The cast is amazing. It's really fun to see them, like, put the sails up and do that whole, like, Pirates of the Caribbean shit. Um, So, yeah, I highly recommend it. But, anyways, I'm going to leave you guys there. Uh, Be good to one another. Don't be an asshole. Bye! Oh, and follow the podcast on Instagram at Adventures in Reality TV. And uh, email me at Adventures in Reality TV at gmail.com. Okay, bye. This has been a production of C Money Entertainment. Follow on Instagram at Adventures in Reality TV or email Adventures in Reality TV at gmail.com.